Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys, we are back with another great episode of BassCast Radio. I am Brian, your host, and to my right is Hank, the Bass Geek. What's up, brother? Hey, man, you know, just uh, like I always say, living the grind, man. We're pumping out the videos, you know, uh, got the video out. Uh, when did it drop? Last Sunday? Yeah. On uh, voting for my dream color yes. scheme. <clears throat> so, uh you know, already talking to Camus. We're, you know, I'm going to be working the Camus booth, so so people already know. If you want to come hang out with me, uh, you can come to the uh, Knoxville Fishing Show, the uh, Knoxville Bassmaster Classic, and the Red Crest, the MLF Red Crest in Charlotte, North Kakalaki. Well, I know I'll be a two out of the three. I can't guarantee a third. I heard the room was booked. I'm not sure what we're doing. But I know I'll be at two out of those three events. So pretty awesome, Geek. It's crazy, man. You know, it's uh, almost November. What are we, like, Gosh. five days away, six days away, something crazy Is like that? Is it that close? Jesus. Yes. And uh, we're already talking about expos. And, you know, I I really need to sit down. And I haven't – I need a big calendar up on the wall here. Be like, this is where – I've got one to work, Phil Bass Fishing. But, uh, yeah, it's like, hey, where am I, I going need- to be? I need a thing that I can keep in my pocket and reminds me of things all the time. I know. <laughs> that yeah. I'm, always, I'm always like, I need this. And I'm like, I never use it. <laughs> I feel the same way. I, I'm not going to lie to you on that part as well. I, I'm still old school as crap. It's like, yeah, you know, I take a calendar and a Sharpie and that's all I need. Yeah. That's me too. A calendar, Sharpie, maybe a little notebook I keep around with me in my backpack. That's about it. All right, guys, we're going to dive into tonight's show. But before we do, Geek made a live, his first live appearance this past weekend. Yeah, man. And guys, I hope you went and had the opportunity to watch live. And uh, I was had a lot. We both had live appearances. You, yeah. I had Sunday night uh, on One Objective Radio. I had to go to a funeral yesterday. My dad's sister passed away. And uh, dad goes, I stayed up and watched you on live the other night. I was like, what? So that's pretty cool. My parents are actually supporting me. So it's pretty awesome. That is nice. (laughs) But uh, Geek, you had an awesome show. I mean, it was, I watched from point A, actually sat there and waited till you came on because you had a little technical difficulty. Yeah, we We did. But you know... (laughs) Leave it but to it was me great, for that dude. to happen. Uh, we have tested in that venue literally at least three times. We did a show, a show with no audience. We did a dry, what we call a dry run. Yeah. Never had an issue. The wow. first day we get a Bassmaster Elite Pro. <laughs> you have it. hell breaks loose. The show is great. Lots of great questions. Um, guys, he gave away a really cool pair of sunglasses at the end. I registered for, even though I lost, but I, I got some hubby I wear. But uh, I mean, it was a great show. When is the next one, or do you have the next one lined up? We do. We've got. Uh, we're going to do it every other Monday, but okay. unfortunately, they've got the. We, we we use the banquet room at Kirkland's Restaurant, Big Stone Gap, Virginia. You guys come down. You can be live. We give away – we actually gave away two pairs of sunglasses. So we Ooh. gave one to the people there, the live audience, 
and one uh, to the to the online uh, followers and watchers. And uh, so the guy that actually won the online version, uh, the online glasses. Uh, That's a cool story because I watched it pop up. He he was laying out of. Uh, he work played hooky so he for work. Watch. I saw that. I, that's what I said. I told Danielle, I was like, this dude, I mean, this is pretty cool. He won a $150 pair of sunglasses. And yeah. I watched the bubble pop up. He said, I laid, I played hooky to stay home and watch you, geek. And then he won so, glasses. So it's like, dang. So, you know, going to work doesn't pay. Watching basket does. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right. He's so, on a hot streak, though. This guy needs to buy a lottery ticket because I swear just last month, the same dude won like the August or September. I was behind, so I was getting caught up on my little box giveaways. Yeah. He won one of those. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So my podcast is coming out tomorrow morning from One Objective Radio. And, uh, we, you know, we talked a little bit about the Basscast. Well, a lot about the Basscast, Basscast Radio and, uh, you know, the team. And we brought up, we talked about, you know, the issues that we've been having and, fishing and cheating and it's you know i'm not saying bass fishing you guys know all the whole scandal by now and i heard coming down this is what i heard the other day they might get a whopping year a year and a half yeah that's That's it yeah that is sad yeah you know uh i'll be honest with you i'm amazed they they're getting that much i figured they'd get like three six months well they'll 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 get like house arrest or something they probably won't even walk inside of jail or nothing yeah. like that but you know they'll we know that never be able to fish walleye fish again and yeah. at least for another decade till we can't recognize them and they'll show back up somewhere else so yeah i mean so we the whole this discussion was on the integrity of bass fishing and fishing as a whole and you guys can head on over to one objective radio in the morning i think uh, they were told they told me that thursday's when they upload their podcast so um take a listen to that it was a really good show um that was my first appearance on another show hopefully we do some more i want to do a lot more to be honest because that's what helps grow our show it is and uh, we get geek on some shows as well so i mean we can't spread him in more thinner and he already is. And I'm about the same way, but yeah. All right, guys, tonight we got the KBF 2022 champion. Mr. Russ Snyder is on with us guys. He took home over $50,000 this past weekend. He won the KBF national championship. He won the challenge series championship. Even he won the trail series championship. He had over 280 inches on three days, and he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Before oh. we go and talk to him really quick, we got to talk about what's in his bag right here, Wildland Coffee. Um, I've got some in the cup tonight. Guys, do you ever wish your morning coffee on the lake or river was easier and better tasting? How frustrating it is to, when you use a fresh French press you have to clean it up or good, God forbid, you drink instant coffee. That's a whole lot of this, but it's really good. That's why Wildland Coffee exists. So those problems. Wildland Coffee is a proud supporter of the podcast, and I'm stoked to support them. Wildland Coffee puts delicious, freshly ground coffee into tea bags. You might be thinking that can't be good. Hear me out, though. It tastes just like a French press, but it has the ease of tea. All you need is hot water and eight minutes, guys. And you have an amazing cup of coffee with no mess or cleanup. Use Basscast 10 to get 10% off your first order at wildlandcoffee.co. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I never, I mean, geeks say he don't drink no coffee. I'm addicted to it. I don't. I'm addicted to it. I ain't gonna lie. It's like crack here, but it's, but this is, this is like the best thing I've probably ever drank. It really is. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's in this tea bag right here. Some hot water, drop it in eight ounces of water, eight minutes. And you got great coffee. And it's like I said, then you pitch a tea bag and trash can and go on about your day. So, 
Well, I don't even know what a French uh, press is, but it sounds fancy if it tastes like that. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to too far, but French press just means way coffee's ground. That's all it is, really. Oh, okay. And all then right. it's and then it's pretty much run through a strainer, aka a tea bag, and you have coffee. So I mean, it's the same thing. A lot of people use it overlanding and outdoors and all that good stuff. But it is fun to clean up. The ground stick to the bottom of it, and you got to do a lot of dishwashing. Ain't a lot, but it's just one mechanism. But like I said, with so, this guy's for a buck, a little over a buck. I think it's like a buck and a half. I mean, Starbucks is five dollars, eight dollars for a cup. <laughs> I don't know how much that crap is anymore. I mean, for a dollar fifty, you get a variety pack. I think that's what it is. It's all on their website. Plus, you get ten percent off through the Basscast. You can't go wrong, and you know, keep them in your car or whatever. So, so put- it's. So French press basically isn't like, you know, what I thought in my mind, which was some French girls in the countryside crushing up some beans, you know, like no. they do with wine. Right? No, right. not at all. Not well, at all. Oh my goodness. you know, everything so, can't be cool like that. Gotcha. <laughs> so guys, head on over and check out Wildland Coffee. They're on Instagram as well. Hit the follow button and follow them on Instagram. We appreciate them sponsoring tonight's episode of Bass Cash Radio. Guys, we're going to be right back. All right. We are back, guys, with Mr. Russ Snyder. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule and uh, hanging out with the Bass Cash Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations on the win. I had to write it all down because I'm old. KBF <laughs> National Championship. Challenge Series Championship, Trail Series Championship. We're going to get you, because I'll be honest, we've been doing this kayak thing for a long time here, but I know nothing about none of that stuff, to be honest. I, ain't gonna lie. I know they got like, is, we'll, we'll break that down a bit. But first of all, who is Russ Snyder, and how did you get into this uh, kayak fishing deal here? Yeah, I grew up, you know, I spent my whole life fishing, grew up in California, moved out to Nashville, Tennessee about 10 years ago. Um, out in California, I did a little bit of fishing on my bass boat. And dad had a boat we'd take out in the ocean, and a little fly fishing with my, my grandfather, so I'd do a little bit of everything. <clears throat> but uh, my passion definitely is bass fishing, moved out to Tennessee, and uh, yeah, I started exploring a lot of these creeks and rivers around here. Uh, first out of these little kick boats or pontoon boats and yeah um which are kind of more popular out west but i hear not not so much maybe and i uh, yeah found a facebook group uh for just local people that were exploring a lot of these rivers that i liked fishing so uh just kind of got into kayak fishing that way they're just different kayak fishing groups and found a, a kbftn a kayak bass fishing tennessee which is our local uh club that was holding tournaments and uh, got into that mostly just to kind of meet some friends and have some uh, fishing buddies to do some float trips with and started getting in tournaments and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Uh, what year did you buy your first kayak, man? About six years ago. Uh, it's the same kayak that I'm ah. using now. It's a Wilderness Systems Attack 120. Uh, it was only, I think, out for about just a few months by the time I bought it, maybe six months at the most. Hmm. And I've uh, been running that same kayak, and it has treated me very well. Uh, I've had zero problems with it. No, ever, never cracked the hole. Never have you know have any leaks or any. That's good. Any issues? It's been uh, it's been unbelievably reliable. And I pl- I plead the fifth on mine. Really? I got a Wilderness Ride One Fifteen right before yours came out. Because I was upset because that or right around the same time I bought mine because yours had the stand up. Wasn't that the whole deal with that? Had that stand up pull up bar? Yeah, yeah. I never actually did use that. I just had the regular Air Max Pro seat. But uh, (laughs) I got the Air Max Pro seat, but I had a crack. I got the Wilderness Systems Ride 115 X and the X had the center of a little console and you attached your fish finder to it and you put your battery in it and then you push it up against. Yeah, the pod and you push it up against the hull. I had a crack right there where you're uh, oh man yeah they t- I, uh my local local people took care of it for me took about four trips so they finally got it nice okay but well, they, they, it's been good to me i've had uh like i said i've, I've had zero issues and i fished as much as anybody i know definitely oh you know, i'm not I, complaining like i said it was one of those deals is right around the cr- it was a crack right there in the uh 
like I said, where the, you know, where your um, fish finder goes in and uh, your transducer came out. There's a word I'm looking for. And it was just right there. And they, they sent me a new one. I've had no issues with it. It's sitting outside right now. So I'm happy, happy, happy with my wilderness. It cuts through the water amazingly. And the cool thing I liked about it, I tried out a lot of kayaks. And the cool thing I liked about the wilderness at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of water getting into my kayak. I tried a bunch of different ones. And, you know, I don't usually run the scrubber plugs. Some guys do. Some guys don't. And I never, yeah, I've never bought a pair. I leave mine open, except for the front hatch. Put a couple in there. But otherwise, I leave them open. And that, that's another thing about that kayak because it drains water so well. You can get a big wave or whatever come in, and it and, flushes it out like that it's out of there and that, that's that's what i was going to say too and that, that was the cool thing about it i mean i i there was a local tech uh, local kayak store up the road for me and um you know i went down there had their open house and i said i won't go down there and that's a cool thing if you can guys if you find an open house and you want to fish a, anything kayak wise go to an open house man i mean we're even yours was probably like almost two grand i think at the time yeah, I think 1700, 1800 plus. Yeah, yeah. Mine was like 13 or 14 with the Air Max seat. And I definitely get that. But go to o open house and paddle around and find out what works best for you. Before, I mean, like you said, we're spending well over a thousand dollars for spending that for comfort to be out in the water for eight hours. Oh yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't probably I probably get up twice. Yeah. And I'm I think, and I'm I think when I first got in my kayak, you know. Cause I was transitioning from a bass boat. There's a lot of times, especially when I was flipping and stuff, I always felt the need to have to stand up and, mm -hmm. and pass the flip just cause I wasn't too comfortable with, uh, with sitting down and doing it. But, um, but yeah, after a while, it just got more and more comfortable. And really the only time I stand up too much uh, or so much is when, when I hook a fish, I've realized a lot of times I could fight the fish better standing up just cause in case it does make a run underneath the boat, I can have yeah. a lot up higher to kind of go under where if you're sitting down, you're going to have the problem of kind of high stick. And if you're holding the rod and you're sitting down, it goes under, it's kind of get high stick and, and break. I have broken a couple of rods that way. Oh, wow. I really stand up is when I'm, when I'm fighting a fish, it seems. Yeah. Russ, you're a little bit younger than us. So it's a whole lot easier for you. I'm not bad. I'm 40. <laughs> you're 40? 40. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're uh, nine years younger than me. Okay, a little bit. You look younger, aren't you? I figured you're about 40 as well. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, guys, if you're, you know, getting into the world of kayak fishing, go to a place, try it out, go to their open house, you know, get something that you like, enjoy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because, I mean, look. Like you said, I mean, I pack is, is different. I, I, mean, I even looked at, uh, I never even realized, I really haven't been in too many kayaks. Last year or two, I've been making it a point to kind of jump in other friends' kayaks just to see the difference. And mm -hmm. uh, like my buddy has a Jackson uh, Kusa HD, and I've always heard of what a great riverboat it is. And, uh, you know, I look at my, my kayak, and it looks, you know, you look at it just from, from glancing at it, it looks pretty similar, you know. And it's like, oh, how much different can it be? But I get in it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is totally different than my attack <laughs> yeah the pros and cons of each you know my attack oh, yeah. is a kayak that tracks really really straight uh which i like which is great um but as far as making like tight turns like when i got in that kusa it doesn't maybe track as straight but you take one paddle stroke and that thing will make you know you can push yourself wow. 90 degrees to the side this way but also when you're paddling it has a tendency to kind of do hmm. this when you're paddling in a kusa as opposed to my attack where it just like 
it just stays stays straight. But there's there's pros and cons of of lots of kayaks, and a lot of it depends on you know the type of water you're fishing and what what yeah. you're looking for. You know, uh, it's funny you bring that up, dude. That was the kayak. So I went down there and I was like, I fell in love with the Jackson Cusa, mm -hmm. and that was before the open house. And I paddled in it for five minutes, and I walked back said, "You can have it." And I went and got in the wilderness and bought the wilderness like a week later. So yeah, yep. I tried out the Jackson Cusa. Some people I could see where that Cusa could come in handy if you're going down like a lot. I could see it's probably better for like going down a lot of like rapids and stuff like yeah. that. Hmm. If you need to make like a lot of tight twists and turns, so, you know, with with um, with my tack, I have the Torquedo eleven oh three on it and. Um, that really enables me to, you know, if I, I push the pedals all the way, it's pedal steered with pedals. So if I want to make a tight turn, I just throttle it and I could flip around 180 pretty, pretty quick with that. Um, but, but yeah, every kayak's a little, a little different for sure. All right. Let's, <clears throat> so that's enough about the kayaks guys. All right. yeah. But like reiterate again, man, get a good kayak, get the best comfortable seat money you can buy for your kayak. Mm -hmm. and get a great life jacket yep. don't get no little 50 dollar life jacket don't get one of the <laughs> orange things that you find at walmart get you mine's over here in the floor i got an nrs life jacket i think it's like 120 dollars. yeah they're great they are great they got the pocket here the pocket here well i can't do it it's pockets everywhere they are great keep your indicator cards in there i keep my phone because i've got that uh the lanyard system Keep your phone in your pocket and pull it out real quick. Your phone's still attached to a bungee cord. So, I mean, it, it is a big difference from going to the bass. But and that's one of the reasons when you're talking about your kayak that I was when I saw that they came up with the pull bar. I was like, man, I'm going from a bass boat. Actually, for me, it's going deep sea fishing. So I'm always standing up to now I'm sitting down. Yeah. And it's like it's going to be taking some getting used to. And then it came out with the pull up bar and I was like, dang. That might help a little bit because then I can just pull up and kind of fish and almost do the new what everybody does. Not everybody, but you see a lot of people now with the wakeboards. Yeah. And that's become pretty big. And gosh, I know uh, you guys have seen the one you probably have seen Russ at the classic. Got a motor on the back, cooler in the middle, a bucket in the middle. I mean, it's like this thing is like decked out for a freaking wow. Wake. It's evolving, you know, <laughs> kind of like a. It's all of these these new innovative you know things you're taking out in the water are kind of hybrids between you know little mini bass boats and kayaks and yeah in between. so that that wakeboard's like a crappy fisherman's dream right you know you got your place for your beer yeah your live bait your <laughs> yeah i've seen uh they're coming out more and more like jet ski like fishing jet skis and stuff. oh yeah oh wow yeah, yeah. Yeah, they deck them all out just for fishing jet skis. I don't know about that. One one more reason to hate jet skiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I I almost yeah that came out like a year ago or something like that. Yeah. That fishing jet ski did. Yeah, that's just it's cool, you know, with uh, just a lot of innovative ways people are, you know, making new new watercrafts for for fishing where they don't, you know, they can make it affordable for people. And that's the biggest thing. Is, yeah. You know, yeah, some big fancy that is a big thing. dollar bass boat, you know, to to enjoy fishing. And um, I think, yeah, there's a bunch of like the little tiny boat thing, you know, with electric motors. They have these giant yeah, yeah. now with the electric motor. <clears throat> yeah, I've actually had one of those reach out to me a couple of weeks ago and they want to host a tournament up on Smith Mount Lake and they want me to be the judge because they want someone bias. And I was like, all right, I can do that. I don't fish hardly. <laughs> I can I can judge a tournament. <laughs> All I right. Think I, I think it's great to get new sport, you know, new people involved in the sport, and yes, and to have a lot of options where it's not costing an arm and a leg for for you to do it, and you can still compete at a high level. You know, is is a is a great thing about uh, these last few years. How many options there are for us now, guys? We had people win tournaments with some twenty five dollar rod combos. I mean, up here on Smith Mount Lake, I am not lying whatsoever. He fishes with five of them. I think his total rod rod total might be two hundred dollars for all his combos. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. I mean you don't have to fish. I mean you like I said, any entry the cool thing about this as well, the entry fees are cheap. They're not inexpensive. I don't want to say cheap, but inexpensive. I mean thirty dollars fish a bass cast kayak series. And then you pay fifty dollars, become a KBF member. And you get that back in uh, Fish USA points or 
a gift card to Fish USA. So, I mean, it's very inexpensive to fish kayak and for $2,000, unless you go freaking crazy on tackle, which we all do eventually, you can get involved, fish some awesome tournaments like the 2022 kayak bass fishing national championship. Yeah. Well, my it? first, the, the first tournament that I ever fished, we, we lost by 0. 0.03 pounds. And you know what I was throwing all day long? $14 Shakespeare specials from Walmart, baby. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Open face spinning reels. We was throwing floating worms on them all day. <laughs> Dang. All right, well, let's talk about this KBF National Championship. Um, congratulations again on the win. 200, oh, 200, 280 inches. That's like three days, three days worth of fishing. Talk to us about that. Um, and you won a national championship. You won the Challenge Series championship, and you won the Trail Series championship. What's the Trail Series championship for those who don't know? Uh, Trail Series championship is basically they have these these monthly tournaments that um, for for every state will okay. have a tournament, and it's your best five fish over the course of the month uh for for each state so um and if you finish top three uh or depending on our top i think 20 percent, i guess depending on how many uh, contestants there are uh, then you qualify for the uh, trail series championship which runs in conjunction with the national championship and the trail series so the trail series championship is a tournament for the um uh, for all the national tournaments that they have uh, across the country. Um, probably about 12 of them or so. Right. And, and uh, so that's the, the KBF trails trail series. And then the, um, the national championship uh, is open to, to anybody who fishes uh, any kind of um, uh, KBF tournament, whether it's uh, the challenge series, trail series, or, there's a lot of affiliate like local bass clubs as well. Uh, so you can qualify just through your local, um, you know, bass club if it's affiliate of KBF. So all these tournaments, you know, run in conjunction. Some people are just signed up for one. Some people are signed up for two. And some people like myself were signed up for all three. That's awesome. I have a question about that. And we've actually had a couple of questions about that here too. Cause we are, we have been affiliated with KBF, the basscast.com has been in our kayak series. You know, he made some changes. I mean, Chad made this change and you know, now it's pretty much as long as you fish one event, as long as you say, I fished the basscast kayak series one time this year, you're qualified for the national championship. You know, Not only you have to fish it, but I think you have to technically catch a fish too. Right. Okay, I think you so one fish and you and you got seven chances at the Bass Kiss Kayak Series to catch one fish on the river yeah. or not on the river or on a lake, and you're qualified for KBF. Do you think that kind of takes a little bit away from it? I mean, it's you know, it's like there's no real qualifying for it. There's no real like I you know. Yeah, people say that, and you know, at the same time, KBF does have their elite tournament, which I consider more of like a, a true. Uh, championship championship uh, which is the 10 uh, okay. the elite of the elite and I'd say that's you know comparable to maybe what the Hobie BOS is where they have 50 people so yes. they, they do have that and uh, I think it's it's just a great I don't know I, I've always liked how they open it up to anybody and it's just an event where it attracts a lot of people and you can come from all over the country and it's um, I don't know I think there's a lot of people out there that are that are you know excited to to fish it and glad to be a part of it and glad um <laughs> that it's not such you know restrictive as far as who qualifies but being a lot of people means a lot of people on a body of water yeah so there is so it does get to a point where i remember a couple of them there's like 700 people and depending wow. on yeah geek water, i mean we're talking about a lot of people wow. on a body of water and you're Damn, shooting for yeah. win fifty thousand dollars yeah. So when it gets to that, you know, that amount of people, it, then you're just, and it just gets difficult at the boat ramps and, you know, you need to have a body of water big enough to, to handle something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, opening the boundaries, um, 
to Kentucky Lake, Lake Barkley, from dam to dam and all the waters that are connected to it. Uh, I mean, it, it was definitely more, more than enough room. And there were areas that even with the 250 people instead of the 700 that were still, uh, I wouldn't say crowded, but there was definitely little hot spots along the, the yeah. lakes where people were concentrated. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the saying is, you know, uh, 80% of the bass are in 20% of the lake. So, you know, you good anglers are going to find the same areas. It's just going to happen. Totally. And there was quite a few anglers yeah. Yeah, fishing, uh, fishing the river that, that I was in day two and day three. The spot I fished the first day, I had a few guys uh, the next two days, too. So I wasn't. All right. So the national championship, if I remember correctly, you fished, everybody fishes day one. Mm-hmm. Does everybody fish day two? Everybody fishes day two. And then it gets the fields cut down after that. To 100 anglers, yes. To 100 anglers. And then the trail series and the challenge series, it's over after day two. So day two, those two tournaments, they're, they're done. And then uh, the final day is just only the top 100 in the national championship. <clears throat> wow. Still a whole lot of boats, but wow. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the actual event. Did you go down, since you are living in Tennessee, and the tournament was kind of in your backyard a little bit now, Mm -hmm. uh, did you make a little practice before you uh, fished it, or did you kind of I did. I put in more time on this tournament than I typically do, especially this year. Just uh, moved out of Nashville, outside, was in Nashville last nine years or so, and just got a house in a little town, Pegram, about 30 minutes west of nashville so it put me a little a little closer to kentucky lake and a lot of the areas that i enjoy fishing um so i was just at this house and all the projects and uh, yeah. a lot of, for a lot of reasons uh yeah most tournaments this year i only had a day or two a couple times maybe about three days but mostly just a day or two to pre-fish uh for this one because it was in my backyard and because so much money was at stake uh i just i'm, I'm self-employed i own a power washing company and power wash decks and fences restain them seal them and uh, that kind of thing. Been doing it 20 years, and that's awesome. Uh, quite a quite a few jobs lined up, and I, I just piled them all right on top of each other. I was working like 12, 13. I mean, from sun up to sundown, pretty much every day for a couple <laughs> weeks, just to knock all the jobs out. Make sure I had some some gas money with all the driving I was going to be doing, and I devoted about I don't know 12 days. I'd say. Oh wow! I think I took wow. days off to cook some meals and to just get things in order and do errands and whatever I had to do. But, uh, but I put my head down and fish sun up to sundown a lot of those days. And some of those, you know, some of those days I spent fishing waters that I, that I was pretty familiar with, uh, that I had been to. Cause I mean, that's, uh, if I had to pick one place or area, you know, whatever to fish, it'd be these, these rivers and stuff that, that feed into Kentucky Lake. That's, that's my stomping grounds. That's where, uh, that's where I've, spent a large majority of my my time fun fishing anyways last right. last couple of years really a few years since i really got into the uh you know national level kayak tournaments I, I really haven't had time to to hit all those things like i used to but those first you know six seven years when i was living out here uh just exploring these rivers that's that's where i was going was a lot of the those rivers that feed into the uh that feed into kentucky lake and lake barkley so Spent some of that time, you know, exploring some areas that I was familiar with. And, uh, and I typically, you know, I have a good, good amount of water that I, that I like fishing. And it got to the point, you know, where, where, you know, most days when I went out, I, I ended up just fishing the stuff I knew. So this tournament was, it's kind of nice. I was really excited for it because I knew it was going to make me really push myself to, to explore some new areas, maybe areas that were a little right. more difficult to access or a little more um just things that I may have o- overlooked you know and uh i spent a lot of let's say 75 percent of my time just checking out these these new spots um uh, cody and i cody milton uh and i kind of teamed up he got here about a week before the tournament and you know he, he stayed at my house a couple of days and in the beginning the first couple of days we were kind of doing our own thing and and uh, I knew I was I had a river or a creek or river that that I found I was like oh it's just a pretty pretty good spot and I kind of trying to keep it from him a little bit and <laughs> he he went down and fished a river one an area that I, I was planning on checking out and then he said he caught him pretty good and I'm like oh man now I want and then 
I kind of came to the point where after a couple of days, I'm like, all right, we got to have, we got to have a talk. We got to figure this out because a lot of these creeks and rivers are pretty susceptible to pressure. And if he goes in and fishes, uh, you know, a river and, and catches a bunch and then I go in there and then another one of my friends goes in there and catches them, like there's going to be no fish left. Right. So, yeah. And Cody, after kind of having a talk, we came to the conclusion, like we, we've got no choice, but to just be a hundred percent, like straight up open and honest with, with everything that, that we're doing. So we don't beat up these fish too bad. Uh, so after we did that, we just kind of worked together. We, um, you know, this whole thing, as we we're pre-fishing, this whole thing with Drew just happened, uh, at the Bassmaster event yeah. uh, with, and, you know, it's, it was very similar type waters and stuff, you know, going way up rivers and creeks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and both knew like that, that's how the tournament was going to be won. I was, I was, Beater fish. I was certain of, of it, that it was going to be won that way. But after that happening, we were both, you know, we're both like, we got to be like really, really, really careful now to just follow every single rule and to just check and double check and triple check that we're doing everything by the rules. Uh, spent a lot, we both spent a lot of time, you know, calling Chad, calling KBF, just verifying that uh, whether it was different launches or access points or uh, Cody even went to the, uh, to the county just to figure, find out like what exactly because some bridges, you know, are, are legal access that have people have the right of way. And then some, some don't, he could probably explain it better because he actually went to the, to the County and had discussed That's awesome. Them. Mm. Uh, but like highways and stuff like that, there is like a public right of way, you know, and then other County roads and stuff there, there isn't a public right of way. So uh, we made sure to, to just, leave no stone unturned and just do everything we could to make sure we follow the rules because i don't want to be caught so up so guys that. for you guys who don't fish kayaks or never have fished a kayak <laughs> or a kayak series event before it has to be a public location access point launch point where anybody can launch you know even though we have a watercraft that we can pull pretty much because i mean mine weighs 75 pounds i mean we can pull it anywhere we want to pull it during a tournament you have to, everyone has to have the same playing field. You know, they don't have to know where you're at. They don't have to know where you're going. But, you know, the cool thing about the the judging and, you know, the different apps and that we use, yeah, like it pinpoints it pins points where they're at. Yeah, those are the two apps. I don't have them on my phone. I'm glad he did because I was always, you know, checking, double checking uh, with either the Onyx or the, the Far Wide app. Will also tell you, you know, if it's public or private, and I'll say right. who owns it. It'll give you the landowner's name, all that stuff. So those are if you're going to be fishing, you know, if you're not going to be just launching out of the normal boat ramps, uh, you know, on the lake, you, you got to use these apps and really <laughs> make sure that you're you're following the rules and, and doing things right. Well, that's a cool what one you just mentioned right there. That's really cool. The Onyx app for all you guys, I. I've gotten into overlanding in the last year because it's too expensive to stay in a hotel. So I call it overlanding in a campground, but uh, yeah, to stay and to sleeping in the back of the forerunner, but that app right there is definitely a good app. And it's, it's not that expensive. I think it might be a hundred dollars for the whole year. I can't remember the exact cost, but it gives you a lot of land, a lot of information, a lot of trails if you want to go off roading, but it gives you a lot of great stuff. And, there's a lot of people out there that do some amazing jobs mapping this out for us that so you can find out real quick and great make resource. sure you're in the right location. Yeah, that's a great resource. Another thing we needed to make sure is for, uh, for waters to be eligible, you had to be able to float all the way from wherever you were to the lake. If there was any, and, but if there was any rules are different in right. each, each pack series. So in KBF rules, if there's a temporary obstruction, like a log, a lay down or something like that, you're like, or a dam or anything, uh, not a dam. No, no, no. Dam is not a, a temporary structure. A dam would put an end to the boundary. Oh but, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so it'd have to be a log or a lay down or something like that. And as long as you don't get on the private property, as long as you're still in the riverbed, uh, you're allowed to portage around that. But if there was a shoal or a bunch of rocks or something where it's you're it's gonna prevent you from floating down <clears throat> and, and everything up up river that then becomes ineligible. So wow. there's some areas that we wanted to fish that were you know, creeks that were river, I guess, a small river that was uh, uh that was 
you know, the, the, the put-in was about 25 miles up from, uh, from where it entered into the lake. And there was one Holy other cow. about 10 miles down. So still 15 miles from the lake. So me and yeah. Nick did a, we did a 25 mile <clears throat> float where we uh, camped out. We brought some hammocks and we camped out in our hammocks uh, and just did 12 miles, uh, you know, 12 miles a day just to make sure uh, that there was nothing downstream that was going to prevent us. That was going to awesome. create a boundary. So, <laughs> so we were really, really careful. Made sure to follow every rule. So there's a lot more to this than a lot of people think, guys. I mean, there, I mean, and that's why I was on another podcast the other night and we talk about the characters. That's why the captain's meeting is so important yeah. and getting new people involved in the world of kayak bass fishing. Cause there are a lot of rules for us and, you know, using the right boards. I got the kayak board. You got the hat over here to my left, but I mean, it's, it's things that you need to read and, you know, go over and, you know, I'll be honest this year, guys, we had to disqualify a lot of people. And most of it was because wow. the board, but we had to DQ a lot of people and DQ a lot of fish that people lost. But it was a learning curve for a lot of new people. And that's what we want to do here at the Bass Case Kayak Series, get new people in and explain to you why your fish got disqualified. So when you go fish this $50,000 KBF National Championship, <laughs> there's no questions. I mean, you, you pretty much know what you need to do, when, where, how. And, you know, we use the kbf rules and there's a lot of other series out there use kbf rules as well so 99 percent of the time you know if people do break a rule it's not not on purpose it's on no. oh yeah easy to to break a rule or miss something or just you know it, ha it happens to, to everybody and people need to realize that too so day one of the event man Let's let's talk. Let's break down the days. Just hand them about, about each one of them, and then we'll wrap it up at the end. But uh, you know, day one, did you have you had to make the twenty? You said it was like a. 20, no, I didn't fish that. Uh, Cody ended up fishing that area. We had to break up waters. So we fished okay. a lot of different places. We had a lot of different spots to go to. Uh, There's pros and cons to to each of them, and um, uh, Cody and I both kind of had our our areas that that we wanted to fish <clears throat> and uh day one for for me i fished uh, a river off the off the duck and um yeah i started uh it's about a maybe six mile stretch there and I, mm -hmm. I was throwing at both large mouth and small mouth it was Ooh. clear water uh and when we pre-fished it we did about a 15 mile float on that one in a day made sure it was all good to go and uh and a lot of the, we didn't even fish much that day pre-fishing because a lot of those fish we could just see in the water. It was clear enough. Mm. Hadn't rained in a while. It's been you know, <clears throat> one of the driest years uh, that we've ever had since, since I've lived in Nashville. So a lot of the creeks and rivers are, are pretty low. Uh, the ones that are, are spring fed like this one, right? They, they, they won't get below, like they'll always be like a, at least a certain amount of water. It'll bottom out and it won't really get lower than that. Uh, and that's how, that's how a lot of them that we were targeting, we were focusing more on the spring fed creeks and rivers, but, um, were you able to stay in the same one each and every day for all no, three so days or you day, were, you were jumping? Day I fished, I fished one the first day, uh, through, uh, through a swim bait all, all day long, started off with it, started getting a few bites right off the bat. And I, I barely, you know, I barely put it down to be honest, had, uh, wow. A six inch mag draft and white back with a six saw. I started off the tournament with a six saw, uh, quarter ounce weight. And by the end, actually, by the third day, I actually switched to eight dot three eights. I actually wish I threw that the first day too. I probably had a good, I, got <laughs> I think I would have got a few more bites if I had that little heavier weight on it actually that first day. Uh, but I was around some big fish and. Uh, ended up getting a, a 22 and a half large mouth Ooh. and a, a 21, a 20 and three quarter inch small mouth. Both of them were fat. A large mouth probably was over seven. That, that, uh, that small Heck mouth yeah. quarter was, was probably right at five, maybe a hair under, but they're good fish. <laughs> and we got a, got a few other ones too. filled out my limit with some just solid, like 18 inches and, um, had me in the lead uh the first day with 97 inches and cody was actually second place that day with 87 so wow 
Where you now? You said you're uh, hitting it with the swim bait. Nowhere. You said the water is low. Where was it? How many were you up against the bank, throwing it up close to the bank, or were you like uh, five, ten feet deeper, away from the bank, or there were a lot of deeper um, um, springs and holes where the river would would make like a hard turn and hit a bluff wall. Okay. Uh, some of those holes were like twenty feet deep or so. Oh. Wow. And. A lot of the fish would hang out in those holes. You'd see them in there, but when they went to feed, they'd even okay. they'd move from that deep water up to like the riffle or to the, the faster water that would first <clears throat> come in. Like if you had a a big if you have a big pool, you know the deep areas in the middle right here. And yes, mm -hmm. not too much current there, but they'd either go to feed, you know, up up river to where that water's coming in or all the way at the bottom to where that water is just about to, you know, shallows up again. There are basically on those transitions of the shallow where the shallow went to deep on, on both sides of the holes. But it was moving water for the most part. Yeah. It had to be in the moving water. The okay. biggest one I got actually was one of the few fish that I got in that kind of slack water area where I'd see oh. the fish. I'd see a lot of fish follow it. Those ones were harder to get. And, uh, Felt pretty fortunate to, to get that one, but hmm. I did some other big fish there just followed me or would swipe at my swim bait and miss it. But the more aggressive ones were those ones that were a little closer to current. Day number two. What do we, how did day two start off for you, man? Day two, uh, uh, Jeff Little with, um, with Torquedo. Um, he actually filmed Cody and I pre fishing a couple days before the tournament on a Monday. <clears throat> I was in a little bit of a bigger river and we were, um, yeah, fortunate enough to have him tag along and, uh, and document some of our pre-fish and we didn't set the hook on a lot of fish those days. I was shaking a lot of them off and stuff, but we're kind of dialing in, kind of expanding on an area that I'd already fished before. I just wanted to fish a little further down and just try to, yeah, just try to expand on it, which I'm, I'm glad right. I that was kind of the area that I ended up fishing. So on, on day two, <clears throat> what <I'm> saying. <clears throat> Throat was gonna dry. It's all uh, good. Day two went out, uh had Jeff tagging along with me again. And uh you know, I fished the area that that I was getting them pre-fishing on that Monday uh with Cody there and spent about an hour, hour and a half in that area. It was a really cold morning. So leading up to the tournament, it was really warm, beautiful weather, just gorgeous weather. All the trees were turning colors, it couldn't have been nicer, but uh, once the tournament came around, first and yeah, second cold day, front. Oh, it was a big cold front, dropped down mm -hmm. to like 25, 26 degrees. My guides were freezing up and all mm -hmm. the real handles, my thumb bar, all that was freezing up. But fished there for about an hour and a half, didn't get a single bite and uh, made the decision to uh, just abandon that and go farther down river than I'd been and actually just fish all brand new water uh, with the, you know, what I wanted to do was really motor down. I launched an access point. I motored down. Uh, that bridge was about four miles or so. And then after not getting anything, I motored down another probably two miles. And uh, I wanted to fish up current, you know, all the way, right. all the way up there. <clears throat> I was um, using either throwing a uh, swim bait on my iRod Genesis 3, the junior swim. It was perfect for those like six inch size swim baits, 20-pound uh, fluorocarbon Seaguar. And other, it was pretty much just two lures. I was using either that or uh, flipping a jig with, I was actually using my swim jig rod, the Stone Cold Swim Jig, 7-2. Uh, I was flipping a half ounce um, jig around the wood. But the key really was just using Torquedo to, to motor myself with the foot steering, to motor myself up, up river. And in those areas, there was quite a bit of current where I was uh, on that river. It was, it was laid out a little different, didn't have quite the deep holes and stuff. They were really in those areas uh, where there was current with like three to five feet of water with I'd say yeah. like medium pace current. And I love fishing like that. I love fishing a river like that. I love it. And there's a bunch of laydowns, a bunch of wood there. So the cover was really thick and, and, and heavy or or if there was like a big laydown with basically like the root system. And then you have the trunk of the tree kind of going down river. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, be in those little pockets, those little areas where it was just those little tiny slack water areas where there's current everywhere else, but that little root system will create just a little three foot area with no current. You'd have to get just, you know, I'd, I'd creep right up there and just make short little casts with the jig. And you want to make sure, you know, not to make a long cast because then your line's going to lay on the water and it's going to get swept <laughs> away. So you got to get nice and tight, make a flip in there, keep your line off the water and just kind of sit there and shake it. And a lot of times you do it right away. And sometimes, you know, you take, you know, 10, 20 seconds. It's about the longest I'd leave it in there. Uh, but I was picking apart with the jig and then some of the longer laydowns, you know, I'd make casts with the swim bait and just work it mm-hmm. uh, parallel with those laydowns. But I, I really feel like, like if you were paddling that creek or river, like you, you'd have no, no chance. You would get a fraction of the fish. Or even if you were motoring or using a pedal drive and floating down river, you, you wouldn't be able, by the time you try to pitch your jig and those targets, the current would just take you and, and push right. you. So the whole, the whole key for, I mean, for sure was being able to work up current with, with the motor was, was extremely important to, to me catching those fish. Would you, what did <laughs> you, would you finish out your limit on day two with? 93 i believe 93 or 94 uh, i had a 22 inch smallmouth mm. that day and it was just after jeff little from uh yeah he uh from torquedo he has a youtube channel called the little stuff and uh that's where you can find the video from from my pre-fishing and from day two and um i so see he was documenting it all and and i actually lost uh you know flipping a piece of wood lost one at least 20 inches and uh, it's nice having him there too to kind of keep my head cool and to keep you know he gave me a little motivation speech You're like all right you know you don't you'll get upset you got something figured out you found out you know a pattern at 20 inch smallmouth are, are hidden so just keep your head right down and <clears throat> going for it and it wasn't but maybe five ten minutes later that i got that big 22 inch smallmouth and it was tangled up in the piece of wood and i had to go up there and dig it out and then uh felt really fortunate that it didn't break me off or <laughs> pretty lucky on that one so we got it all on video which was really cool uh just for me to be able to go back and relive and just share the experience with a lot of my friends and stuff like that and uh, all the other anglers out there i think you know check it out you'll you'll enjoy it, it, was, it was yeah like- actually i just went over uh on my pad right here beside me and uh the little stuff and uh make sure i hit the follow button make sure you guys hit the follow button as well get some great content up here and um great teacher great instructional stuff and great um just working with other people and finding good good questions to ask and and good you know what was your what was your lead going into day two over second place second place i think was eric jackson moved in the second in the national championship so eric was only in the national championship and he wasn't in a trail series or the oh, wow. series. and i know he was talking to him personally he was he was a little frustrated that he forgot to wow. enter get in because it shoot it cost him you know over well over ten thousand twenty thousand dollars i don't know a lot wow but i think cody was <clears throat> second and he ended up i think finishing second in the trail series and the challenge series. So the tournaments that ended that day, he got second. Um, my lead over Eric was uh, pretty significant. I think 16, 17 inches, something like that. And uh, so, yeah, the day three uh, went out to the same area on the Buffalo. Oops. I said the river. Oh, it's the Buffalo. River. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Edit that. <laughs> I don't know. No secret. Whatever. So, Went out um, and uh, fished pretty similar area. I just I, I stayed farther down there and I I fished it a little bit slower. I picked it apart a little bit more. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I pretty much I caught most of the fish that day on a swim. I'd say seventy five percent of them on a swim bait. I got another mm. one inch uh, smallmouth on the mag draft. Really strong, you know, big fish and. Uh, I got a bunch of, I had my, for pre-fishing and for the tournament, I had my, my Tacticam camera running all day, every day. So I got all of it, uh, from my pre-fishing to my tournament, <laughs> every minute of it on film. And, uh, at some point I'll, yeah, post up a few little videos there. People so see. I got a quick question. I, I just brought the video up. You guys have to head on over and check it out. How did Cody get that shiner, man? that's a heck you guys got to go check out the video just to see the shiner holy cow 
you fell that's off. That's a good one, man. You fell off a cliff. Oh, Holy cow. Wow. <clears throat> or check access, and there was a bridge area that I go to quite a bit, fish there quite a bit. And uh, it's as you walk underneath the bridge, it's pretty narrow, like little three foot area. And you kind of got to duck under the bridge and then go down. But at that three foot little strip, it's like a 15 foot straight drop. And then after that, it's just a bunch of big chunk rock, you know, oh, like God. angle. So he fell, he was in his sandals and I was right there next to him and he slipped, oh, fell straight oh. off a 15 foot drop and was just rolling pretty much head over heels down all these rocks. And it, it scared the crap out of me. I, yeah, he's lucky. It's that all, that, that's all he got was a shiner. Holy cow. And it didn't hit his head. I mean, he could have died on that. On the, yeah, oh, yeah. No joke. Yeah. yeah. It was scary. So he, uh, he was all right. Um, but yeah, he was pretty banged up. His side was bleeding. His head was bleeding. His elbows, he's, he's banged up pretty bad. <clears throat> but he's yeah, good spirits. He's just he's always a positive. <laughs> always got a positive mindset. No he what. does. I mean, like I said, he's sitting there laughing the whole time, and it's uh, like I said, it's it's a it's a great video. So you guys need to go check it out from the little stuff on YouTube. So two hundred eighty inches swim bait and an awesome experience i see you guys camped out yeah. that's a cool thing about video we can go back and rewatch and relive this whole thing even though we weren't there and uh yeah yeah that's pretty freaking cool do you have a youtube channel as well people can go check out yeah i just started one uh actually i had an old one and i just rebranded re it or named it i put one video from our wisconsin trip with a bunch of friends on there already and I got a ton of video just stored now, ready to get some editing done. Hopefully this, hopefully this winter I get time sitting in front of computers and is isn't my favorite thing in the world to do. I got a couple of yeah. help me out. And, uh, what's your channel called? Uh, Russ Snyder's fishing. I believe I'm pretty sure. R U S with one S, uh, Snyder's S N Y D E R S fishing. All right, guys, so head on over and make sure you hit the follow button. So when it the a video does come out, I'll be honest, it's not my favorite thing either. I could probably, you know, <clears throat> I've told people I actually have bought the equipment this year. I invest a lot this year into the video recording. I got the new microphone system. I mean, from DJI, it's amazing. I just hate editing. It's something yeah. it's 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 one of those things. I mean, I'm already I'm I'm already there's in front of the computer times, enough. There's times when I'm like when you're finishing when you're like in the zone, you're like doing things, getting creative, and there's there's times when I, I enjoy it and I have I have fun with it, but then there's times where, where I get like stuck, like one little glitch or something, like something happens where it's like something's stuck or not loaded or something happens, and then yeah. uh, I'm watching an hour and a half, you know, it's been an hour and a half on YouTube just to try to <laughs> You know, and somebody that's like a professional editor, you know, did five seconds like, oh, you just got to do this and, <laughs> do <that. laughs> and you're good. But I'm sitting here like an hour and a half, like ripping my hair out because I got I understand <laughs> YouTube is not what YouTube used to be. It is now, you know, you have to be almost a professional theoretical TV show. Yeah. You know, Geese got a great channel, almost 60,000 you had 60 some thousand followers almost we should hit 61 tonight yeah so right at 61 thousand followers a great channel but geek tells you you got an assistant right geek yeah i i, I got a very underpaid friend of mine that helps me edit <laughs> that's always nice i'm mainly just trading fishing gear for yeah. Hook me up. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it's <laughs> like, hey man, listen, I got my new rod allotment from my sponsor. Here, you want the old ones? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, here you go. Here's here's five hundred dollars of rods. You added three videos <laughs> yeah. for me, and we're good to go. Or five videos, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> Well, yeah. I tell you, man, you know, it, it's it, you know, I the first what four or five years I did it, you know, it was all me. And then after that, it's, you know, I, I, he, he jumped in there and asked if he could help. And he's been a godsend. We've been able to really grow the channel since that over the past year and a half, two years. It's uh, it's allowed me to be able to do more on the business side and more on the, uh, uh, you know, creative side while he's kind of 
handling the monotonous day-to-day crap that I hate doing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So respect for anybody that does it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations on the win. Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate you talking to us. Yeah. Uh, I got one final question. What was your biggest takeaway from this event, man? What did you learn? You know, what was something that helped you in 20 at your next event, mentally, emotionally, physically? Just to have fun with the, with the adventure. I think the whole process, I know going in before the tournament even started, I, I kind of told, I had, I just had so much fun just exploring with Cody and, yeah. just these wild wild waters and these places just you know the trees were were in full effect with their color and so many animals and all that i was just so grateful for for that whole experience that i told myself even if i fall flat on my face in this tournament this is you know one of the the uh, how grateful i was for for just the, that whole experience with the the adventure leading up to it I think because I, I had that that mindset and that I was okay with however it went and it was yeah. just very very relaxed and stuff. Uh, that it, I think it it's a big part in, in me being successful too. I think it yeah. had to do with it. That's <clears> fishing <throat> free just allowed you to fish free. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Thanks. So now I, I've got one question. Go for it. So did you get three trophies, man? Come on, I hope you got yeah. three trophies. Oh yes. Yeah. I mean the, the hardware is what matters. I'll see him. Hold on. Yeah, that. yeah, we gonna see him. There you go. Yeah, now that's what counts. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. It's gonna be a big trophy case back here soon. I mean, it's so help be... me God. That's what I thought about the whole time we've been talking. I'm like, did he get three trophies? I'm like, I want to know. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, part of me was like, just put it all in the one. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> no way, man. No way. They can break it up into three more. That's what you'd want. <laughs> you know, Chad from KBM, he really treated us well. And it's the whole experience yeah. from for you know feeding us and, and just the at the awards and um just all the work that you know him and uh Lynette and Joe and, and everybody there uh you know put in to make something like this happen. It's quite the production. So I'm really just grateful for for how he handled everything and, and all the hard work that that he put in it's awesome uh, yeah well thank you for that all right before you go man where can you be found on social media where can people follow you and be a part of your journey for the rest of the 22 23 25 how many more seasons you decide to do this crazy kayak fishing thing yeah just russ snyder's r-u-s first name is one s and then Snyder's, S-N-Y-D-E-R-S, uh, either Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Type it in. You'll find me. All right, man. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for talking to us. And good luck for the rest of the 2022 season. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me on. Had a blast. All right, guys. We really appreciate Mr. Russ Snyder for being on tonight's episode of Bass Cash Radio. Like we've told you guys in the past, kayak fishing, YouTubers, vloggers, you name it. We love talking to you guys about bass fishing. You know, you, you know, if you want to be a part of the show, DM us. We'd love to have you. We're going to have a tournament director on. I've been talking about that. I want to make it happen. Yep. Uh, because, you know, we, we do have a lot of shows lined up. It's kind of crazy, but it's the way it is. We're blessed. I'll tell you this right now. And we've been consistent. We've only missed, I think, one or two shows. I think maybe two or three shows this year. We do have the holidays coming up. And uh, we'll probably we will take the holidays off. We will probably take Thanksgiving off and we'll take Christmas off, but we'll be knocking it out till then. And during that Christmas week, we'll probably bring some guys on to start talking about the 2022 season. Uh, I actually reached out to uh, Xander Tackle Tour from out in California. Um, we've had him on before and I thought we'd talk about, you know, and geek can talk about this. This will be actually a better show for geek more than just me, but talk about <laughs> top baits for 2022 and him being so deep into the product. What's some of the stuff that he's hearing whispering coming out in 2023. Mm, yeah. And <clears throat> we never got him on after ICAST, so we can get on and talk about that. Geek went to ICAST and, uh, or did, who did we talk to after ICAST? Uh, your boy, man. Derek uh, Hudson. Yes. Yes, because we did a show about first-timers going to ICAST. That is yep, correct. That yes, is and correct. Geek's first time going. 
It was Derek's first time going. And what you guys can expect if it's ever your first time going to Disneyland. <laughs> a bass fishing. A bass fishing. And there's very few people there that are, there are people there, but they're dressed in suits. And it's like, you actually don't have to, oh, excuse me, whoa. You don't have to like fish your way through the crowd. I mean, it's like, no, it's a great time. Party after five, a little alcohol, a little oh, beer, yeah. a little water, yeah. a little tea, whatever you want to drink. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a hundred dollars to get in and you do have to be for media. It was, I'm not sure how it goes for everyone else, but mm -hmm. you know, you have to be affiliated with the business, but it was really cool, but we didn't get Xander Zan tackle tour on and uh, we're going to get him on here really soon and talk, get ready for 2023. And then you know, we'll get some people on and talk about some expo shows and there's so much to talk about. And we're wrapping up in November, which we hope happens. I saw tonight, I think it's no, the first weekend in November, 3rd, 4th, or 5th, is the Toyota Series Championship. Yeah. So, Derek, which we were talking about a little while ago, is fishing that event. He's been down there for yeah. about a month now. Practicing. Yeah, I was going to say, he's. He, I've seen I've seen a video uh, he put up. I can't remember if it was TikTok, Facebook. Yeah. One of the social uh, inner tubes. And, uh, you know, he was uh, already down there. I think they're going to do some sort of event where they coordinate some sort of cleanup for the lake. So, it's pretty cool stuff. So... Is that my phone? Yeah, my phone's talking to me. So, yeah, so Derek's down there practicing for that. So we're going to have a hopefully get the winner on after that won that event. So, I mean, there's so much going on. But thank you guys for being a part of Bass Cash Radio. Thank you for checking out me and Geek's side projects. Uh, yep. I, I apologize, Geek. I, we got a lot of Geek stuff in a folder. We're going to be uploading to his channel. Um, and like we were saying, there's a lot of stuff on Bass Cash Radio. You guys can go back a week ago we had a huge blow up thank you guys who joined our group on facebook you can go to the basscast.com there it is basscast.com and there's a group there called basscast radio for all our radio heads that love the show and love listening to it one day you know i like to have a way where we can maybe offer it to them first and then offer it to everybody else second it'd be something cool we could oh, do yeah. I, I figure all that geek out maybe geek can help me with the geek I might have an idea. He might have an idea. So we can get some exclusive content for all our followers on BassCast Radio on our BassCast.com and you Facebook channel. So much out there. But uh, follow our YouTube channel as well. Um, that's we, you know, a lot of people said, let's go. We, they want us to have our own YouTube channel. But I'd love to go past 25 followers. <laughs> So let's get it up to about there's 500 of you guys following us on uh, Facebook. Let's get to 500. Let's get to a thousand. We're going to get this thing growing. And uh, there's a lot of content up here for you guys to watch, but appreciate you guys. Geek as always. Thank you. Appreciate you. And we will be back in another week with another great guest and another great show. So have a great night, everyone. And we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>